Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Service Monster Podcast. I'm your host today, Joe Kowalski. We're going to dive into some changes in uh, Service Monster Mobile. We'll look at the upcoming 6.5 release schedule, uh, smug posts, and then a new thing that, that we're doing inspired by one of the podcasts I was on. We don't use... Um, my meanderings and my philosophical postings that I post on Facebook anywhere else. So Michael thought it'd be kind of cool to dig through those posts and grab something. Maybe try that kind of deep dive because some of those things you want to, you want to struggle with it for a day or two. Um, That's the intention anyways, little notes to myself and so forth. But before we do all that, Adam, what are we talking about today? So we're doing a little bit of a feature focus and kind of a teaser, as you will. We have kind of the main show coming up, which we'll be talking about here in a little bit, talking about the new 6.5 release Ooh. and what exactly that entails. So if you're here looking for the uh, value ask style, how do I run my business and not listen to them talk about Service Monster, sorry, that's not this episode. We are going to talk about 6.5 and kind of the new features that are coming out Um some of the things that we're really excited about and why. Um, yeah, and, and we just kind of want to focus on that because that release is coming fairly soon um, for our existing users. And then shortly after that, we're going to be doing a webinar. And that will be the more larger scale show and we'll be doing screen share. So if you're interested in that, obviously we're going to have a sign up. So there'll be some links in the show notes. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so why are we so excited about 6.5? Well, it's definitely the biggest release for Six's lifetime, like as far as after the initial release for SM6. 6.4 was pretty big. We did that in August and we did a webinar. It was the massive scheduling change and it was, you know, people see it hand in hand with the rollout of the new app. Mobile. Which was big for us because, you know, we had to recover and lick our wounds and we learned from the mistakes of the past, which propelled us into the best product now on the platform. So. And this is, this is kind of just piggybacking off of that, things that we learned from that and just making the experience easier, particularly for a new user, but also adding some pretty cool kind of power dashboards and things like that that I know that existing users are going to love a lot. Yeah, that and some of those dashboards are kind of the most exciting things for me because the KPI is obviously something that we talk about a lot. And in the 6.5 release, you're going to get three dashboards, critical dashboards for each of the sections relevant to the section. And we're going to be introducing two new badass dashboards. Yep. Oh, man. So I got to give Brandon love here and the, uh, what do they call their their group? The Conquer Group? The Conquer Group. So shout out to the Conquer Group. Um, I was talking with Brandon and he had mentioned appointment booking. Ooh, that's interesting. Tell me more. Because he was saying, look, this is a KPI they base a lot of their um, proof that they're helping their businesses and watching their businesses grow. This metric is, is really great for that. And what it is, it kind of estimates the value of your business per hour based off how you schedule and the work that you do. And then as you book jobs, you kind of fill up your value bar, right? How much are you booking? So let's say, uh, you know, your value is 18 grand a month, like at max capacity, if every hour was filled based off your averages, you can make 18 grand a month. Well, halfway through the month, if you've booked at 100%, you're going to have nine grand left over for the month but obviously you're going to have holes you're going to have drive times and anything you can do to add to the resources reduce drive times or shorten those times up is going to start to reflect in that how much you're wasting versus how much you're actually drawing in how much you're booking versus how much is available and so i turned that into a dashboard it shows you last month's booking ratio of how much did you book and how much did you leave on the table? It shows you this month, how much have you booked? How much have you already left on the table? Because, you know, if you're in the 15th and you can't schedule things for yesterday, right? And then how much do you have left over to book? 
Yeah. And then next month, how much do you have? How, how much have you booked? And of course, all of it's going to be continually available because it's next month. Um, so we're really excited that just as a visualization of how much am I getting out of my schedule? Yep. How much room really do I have? And what improvements can I make in my systems and my process to improve those numbers and reduce that that uh, overall red unavailable time? Yeah. Or if they feel like the the initial number, like what is expected on all, if that seems low to them, then exactly like you mentioned, all of those things, efficiency, maybe getting another truck on the, maybe increase your prices, all of those things, you're going to be just eye popping right yeah, there. If you've got 30, 20, let's say 20%, you're 20% red at the end of the month. And you're like, I felt like I was booked the whole time. And then you, maybe you've got some inefficiencies you need to work exactly. out. That's right. I really think that the schedule this is a lot of the stuff is going to be on the schedule menu right. as far as like the dashboards go. Yeah. That's me. The one I feel like everyone's going to just stop on and be like, yep. Okay. Let's is that, is that monthly recurring revenue too? The monthly recurring revenue one is on the accounts. accounts. So let's talk about that real quick. Let's do it. So, uh, we do an estimated monthly recurring revenue cause it's just a hot number and it's a good metric to say, how much do you have in contract? Um, it calculates it based off two numbers. So your recurring revenue based off your recurring jobs. So this is more like commercial work and then you handle invoicing on a separate, maybe you push a button to service monster, maybe it happens somewhere else. But the jobs, you do jobs on a regular basis, you can use them as reminders and so forth. And so we'll take that into account as potential recurring revenue. And then we gotta do a crazy amount of calculations to kind of estimate. It's called estimated only because there's that 30, 31, 29 day thing that makes things really so, you know, I'm lopping off a few hundreds of a percentage of, you know, correctness here. Well, plus then all those recurring jobs and are going to end up being work. Yeah, and you awesome. know, I'm estimating this within pennies, so right. you know, no one really cares. But um but I do, so I because I'm a math <laughs> guy. So I want to make sure that you guys understand that it's an estimate. So that estimate um, will also take into account contracts. So if you've been using Service Monster and you go to accounts and you see this contract tab, you're able to take a residential or commercial customer and do a reoccurring payment separate than that of a recurring job. And you can actually create multiple recurring jobs and tie all of those to a single contract and then build out the contract and that's for your billing mechanism. So it makes it really nice. So what we, and of course, if you're using reoccurring in a contract, it doesn't count on the reoccurring estimated monthly revenue, right? We again do the same calculations or similar calculations for the estimated monthly recurring revenue off of your contracts. And then we show you both those numbers, but then we combine it into one. Here's your monthly recurring revenue. And that's a big deal, especially if you're looking to sell a business in the future, like contractually, what, what do you have already on the books? That really improves the value of your business. And that also helps stabilize your overall income. And so your nature and the cyclical nature of your business kind of smooths out. So we're trying to promote that. You getting used to plugging in recurring revenue, getting thirsty to see that number grow, because that's really the nest egg that'll drive the growth of your business if you can dial it in right. Yeah. I mean, we could mention there are multiple of these. I didn't fully count, but there's three on each of the main menus. And right. also, there's technically eight panels on the homepage, but not all of them are necessarily Ooh, dashboards. the homepage. The homepage. So, so we did do a brand new home. So this is a third redesign of the homepage since we dropped 6.0. Uh, so you'll have three pages that you can choose from when, we're, when it's all said and done. New users will get the new dashboard. We might force the new dashboard on existing users, and if they want to switch it back, they can. But if you really, really love the news feed, sorry, it's not in this version. So you'll have to use uh, the second version of the dashboard in order to get the news feed. And it's super easy to toggle between the two. So oh, if, yeah. if you do use a news feed like super. at the end of the day to check on things, that's super easy. To yeah, it's just like flipping to another screen, yep. although that screen will be the new screen for the screen. That's what we mean by views, alternative views within a given screen. So in this case, it's my, what does my home dashboard look like? I can set that to one of three views, essentially. But the new view, super hot. Super hot. Uh, it's got a number of dashboards on it that are new. It's got, um, oh, wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight total, right? Yep. Um, and if your screen real estate is a little smaller, it'll condense the KPI portions. There's three of those into a single 
uh, carousel. So then you can see it in one kind of little pane. It'll You can t- cycle through it. And then there's the what's new, which is kind of like what we have in Service Monster 5, which allows us to uh, keep you up to date on the ongoing Service Monster. The algorithm in the newsfeed isn't quite right, and it has to do in part to participation. We thought we'd get a lot more play out of the general company newsfeed, which is if you've been wondering and paying attention on Smug, I've asked the question a few times. Do you find that valuable? <laughs> I'm trying to get night. We had this grandiose idea for how you guys would use it and maybe it would catch on, but never really caught on. And so like, okay, yeah, that's cool. That's my business. And some people are like, yeah, no, I really like it. Again, like you said, at the end of the day, I can scroll through, get an idea and picture. But I think for the most part, most people are like, yeah, that's just like my business on a newsfeed. Right. Oh, woo. <laughs> and for us, what we wanted, and this is an ego check, right? So what my intent there was is to take something that was already okay. Let me define that. Okay in terms of implementation. I'm still not a fan of the way the what's new in Service Monster 5 is laid out. The data, though, says out of any other mechanism, Facebook, email, phone call, we're six times more likely to get our message across using that what's new than any other mechanism. So we went, okay, let's make that super awesome in 6.0. Let's build a news feed of their business and capture their attention on this feed and make them a regular interacting with their own business and their own data. And then occasionally throw in some service monster content. Um, eh, eh. And it was meh and the algorithm's not quite right and things didn't quite get, you know what I mean? Right. So, uh, you know, it wasn't well received. So, you know what we did with 6.5? Now we have a what's new. It's just a better what's new. <laughs> Michael has complete control over what's in that box. It's super gorgeous. It cycles through three of the hottest topics. That's it. Done. Yeah. And that's definitely something we've been wanting to improve for a while, especially upon release. And we also have another cool little trick for when a release comes out. Which oh, the the did, lesson platform. The lesson platform. Dude, yeah. uh, this is uh, this is probably my favorite part, which I don't know. You know, We'll see how it's well it's received. But one thing that I really like about it is that it will keep current users up to new features within the app as they're released. Yeah. So here's how it works. We call it in-app training. Okay. Remember Clippy? Remember a little Clippy out of uh, Word from Microsoft Word? Yeah, we kind of did that. Except it's not Clippy, it's Joe and Adam and Michael and and whoever else we get to fill your position, right? Because um, Adam's moving to product management. Uh, so <laughs> that's just, just to let just that slip go. A little yeah, put that aside. Um, uh, where he belongs. And, and we're getting a new content person to create more of this content, this in-app training. And so what you get is basically a audio and a visual and uh, pointers around the app. And it, it'll navigate for you and it'll show you where things are and it'll show you new features and it'll show you how to do little things real quick. It's a minute, two minutes, two and a half minutes, like as, at most. There's a library of them. You can It's searchable. We're going to sort them by courses. So we can introduce courses, especially for new users coming through and doing certain courses or new employees for you guys. So if you hire a new employee, you can say, hey, I want you to take these courses. Um, And then we're also organizing them by release. So when we do a release, we'll have a handful of lessons and you should see them on your home screen, which is why we're talking about it now. Uh, One of the dashboards is kind of a course loadout gives you your current course and the lessons of that course and you can go right there and just click on them and then the video will come up and the screen will darken a little bit and it'll point you and it'll educate you on a specific bit now this isn't meant to fully train you for that we have the help site right and then hopefully your intuition and us doing a good job in ui design and making things easy to understand but for it's a kind of a bridge the gap because i think most people um, super smart, super can figure it out. Sometimes you guys got to show them where the dang button is. And then other people like the more, and I need to really, in order to feel good, I need to have a complete understanding. Like what does that field mean or what are all of its values? Um, and in that case, that's going to be the online help that we're creating now, a new online help. Some of the content that we already have in our help system will be ported over, but this is kind of a new approach at it because we want to make a holistic, complete training module, both inside Service Monster to keep you guys up to date and 
more robust offsite online uh, help. It's not going to be fully, you know, every single course is going to oh, be gosh, ready no. by the time this is out. But we're, we're giving you guys kind of like a, a dip in for the new release and for new users. And it's going to be growing constantly. Yeah. So, so yeah, what we'll probably do is we'll do a handful. We'll do one course for 6.5. So the current users can go, oh, A, look at cool stuff at 6.5. And B, look at this cool new lesson platform. Exactly. And then we'll also have courses, probably two courses for new users, right? The first one is, hey, I just want to get a job on the schedule and, you know, that kind of stuff around it. And then the second one is, is all right, you know, let's do a little more setup here and get things shaped up for the company so that it starts feeling like more like my product. Uh, that's the one we, I would say the course we've already designed, yep. right? So, um, so yeah, that's the lesson portion, dashboards, home dashboard, couple dashboards in the other and we talked about specific dashboards so and we're not even done what else oh yeah so there's a lot more we haven't even mentioned themes yet oh geez so you like dark blue light blue or dark gray um and it's not quite as simple as that either but yeah i mean it's it, it, you, you guys are going to be well that's there exactly it's not that simple for us of course but that's how we, simple we make it for you so we're gonna probably launch with three themes uh, the first one, which is the dark blue, we're calling classic. I think that's just how we're referring to it. Now it might stick for the label. I don't know. Um, and then there's a light blue, which reminds me the new <laughs> Service Monster 6.5 home screen. And the light blue theme reminds me very much of Service Monster 5. It's just super updated, super hot, but it's it has that feeling to it. So it's interesting. Um, so... I wouldn't say a little retro, but definitely um, homey uh, and clean. Um, and then working on a dark theme, which is a little more challenging. So it might get abandoned into, into like a medium theme. <laughs> but we'll see where we land on that one. Uh, but yes, theming. And then we'll introduce more themes as the time goes on. Um, but one thing I really like is that, you know, you can kind of flavor it on your own. And to that end, something that we've done, which is like not that big of a deal, but for us it is, and I think it's a symbol of how we're trying to make sure that you're always the focus. It's in the upper left-hand side where it currently says Service Monster. We'll now have the name of your company. Uh, and then Power by Service Monster LLC at the bottom, which, by the way, we changed our name. Yeah, that's cool. That's a whole other side note. So we're no longer, we used to be Principal Focus LLC with a flagship product Service Monster and doing business as Service Monster. Now we are officially Service Monster LLC. Not that anyone cared. <laughs> what else we got? What else we got? Well, we have the new, the new marketing campaign wizard. Oh yeah, this is something that's, that you've been driving. Yeah, uh, you were behind that, and just going to make it much simpler to just create your kind of standard campaigns. And there's additional, there are additional things we'll be adding to that too. So it's, yeah, it makes it so much easier. I think the the main driver there is Annette was saying people were coming in going, holy crap, we chose Service Monster because your marketing is freaking insane. And then 90 days later, they're like, yeah, I got to bail because your marketing is freaking insane. Um, it was, it was, you needed a, you know, a data management brain in order to approach it. And I know that's been that way for a while, and that's why they built the Wizards in five. They just never got in six. It was an oversight. So, yeah, um, Aaron and I worked together, and we whipped those out pretty quick. And so now it's going to be super dead dumb easy. Anyone can go in and just go, I want to print some labels. Click, bang, click, bang, click, bang, click, click, outcome labels. And, 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 and. So, yeah, there's um, a, a whole bunch of defaults. You can still go as fully custom as you want. Like if you're someone who's comfortable building them, you can build whatever you still need. You can use it as a helper. Exactly. You can as a launching platform say, okay, you know what? I always miss the do not email, right? Because that's that just that one of those fields that if you know that you're dialing in your filters, you might not think about that. Or how about uh, active? They got to be active. So what we've done is create it just behind a button. Like I want this base. I want this base. And a whole bunch of those default filters. So you can just use that as a base and then go in and modify from there. Yep. Use it as an education tool too, right? Because you can get pretty complex with it. Yeah. And still, it's a super dead dumb easy. Exactly. Um, we also have 
This one's a little bit smaller, but this one I think everyone is going to be really excited about once they start using it is the navigation panel. Yes. Just using the hover mode and things. So why don't you kind of explain that one? Well, I mean, again, it's driven uh, new users, right? There was a couple things that we were finding when we went to trial, which was in August. Um, we were discovering that people weren't putting in data. They were signing up and they were opening up Service Monster and then being, ah, and then leaving. So I think the quick ad got in their way because it wasn't necessarily what's expected. Again, PhDs, when we should be serving up, you know, uh, junior high, you know, just to make sure it's so simple and so easy that you don't have to think about it too much. You got your business to worry about. You don't have to become a PhD at software. And so, you know, people look at software as this overly complex thing. And so we made all those processes super apparent, super easy, and, and we're probably going to be turning off the quick ad for new users and then let them know, hey, here's a very cool advanced feature that you can use that'll help your business. Um, the menu was like that too. And this weird sub-menu that got kicked out and it didn't wasn't always apparent and took up too much real estate, I don't think it was ever really the best design. And so as part of our simplification process, as part of our making a commitment to, to make the whole experience as easy and seamless as possible, we did a ton of research. We looked at competitors. We looked at non-competitors of other SaaS companies' layouts. We looked at SaaS. We have like some 30-some SaaS products in Service Monster. Um, and so we looked at a bunch of those, and we were looking at menu systems all over the place and then... Together, we sat down and we kind of figured out what would be the best menu systems for Service Monster. And we came up with two modes. Um, one mode is a collapse mode, shows icons only, and then you hover over them and you get a menu. And you can click on the icon for the direct access into the section, or you can use the hover to select any of the sub-menus you want. That way it's only there when you need it. You can exactly see what's in it. We keep the list small, so we're eliminating duplicate entries. So like billing is in orders, not orders and accounts. And just keeping things clean. Um, and then the other mode is more of an expanded mode where you get the icon, you get the full text of what the icon is. And in this case, the sub-menus expand underneath it. And though, again, you can just see it real easy. Here's what's available in this section, and you can navigate right to it. Simplicity, ease of use. You can choose which two. I think the, the expanded is slightly more advanced, to be honest. The collapsed view is more, much more simple and approachable. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, you know, I don't know if our existing users will be like, yeah, they redesign how we navigate things. Like, I get that. But for us, it's very exciting because the more people that can just fall into Service Monster and start creating orders and data and processing their job, I mean, we're already winning the battle when we get the, get them on the phone, when we get engaged. You know, we're closing right now 22 23% of the leads we acquire from our website, which is insane. Um, so it's just going to get better, though. It's going to get better. 6.5 is so smooth. It just feels so good. Yeah. We can kind of piggyback off of that and talk about the new Blink account screen. And kind of like what you mentioned was the quick ad is very interesting because it's basically an SOP on how to go through, make sure that you have your account, your order, you've scheduled something if you need to schedule something, and you've sent a confirmation, again, if you scheduled something so that they know, hey, this is what was built and so on. But when you first go in, this has been almost universally the problem, is they need to be shown how that works at least one time before yeah. they understand it. And yep. once they're in, they all everyone loves the quick ad. If you guys don't, let us know. But I hear all the time in Smug, and I hear all the time in phone calls, you guys love the, love the quick ad. But we've found, like you said already, that they need to just have that a simple path from one to one to one first, and then we can show them that later. And that brings up the new blank account screen. So. Yeah, and, and you know, again, how we toggle whether quick ad mode is on or off, and we may not change that for existing users. But the thought process was, if someone wants to come in and create a new account, they should be able to hit a button that says new account, which should take them to an account page where they can enter in the new account data. <gasps> Shocking. Matching expectations. Right now we say, bam, quick ad. 
And you're like, what the heck is this monstrosity? It's an app within an app. Now, again, it's badass. I designed it. I was eliminating a whole bunch of problems at once related to redated duplication, uh, data entry, awkward conversations on the phone with Mrs. Jones, having to ask multiple times, like where her address is or all that's eliminated and allows you this nice little process when you're on the phone to quickly either create or add a new account, create or add a new, or grab an existing estimate, throw something on the schedule, make sure things are confirmed. So it's one little stop shop to answer the phone call. Um, but man, when you're not expecting it, what we hear is, man, it took me a half an hour to create an invoice. What? What? Exactly. What? And, then, and those are the people who actually talk to us because most people would give up a minute 10, not stumble through and then figure out and then go, oh, I get it on their own. Right. And before, during the demo, we could walk them through it. We could show them and say, hey, look it. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, this is cool. And they just accept it and move on. Yeah. But now we're getting a lot more leads coming in. And those leads need to be able to, on their own, go, yeah, I know. I got this. Click, click, click. And so, yeah, new account screen. Click, account screen. Yep. <laughs> the one other one, which I've left to the end, because in my opinion, it's, I mean, there are a few other changes, by the way, but we'll, like you said, we'll mention everything in the, the full webinar, but the grids and, yeah. and all the grid changes and... We still have some styling work to do on there that. There is still some styling. Yeah. It's kind of been put on hold while he's been... Finishing up. Exactly. Agreed. Perfect. Um, but on our grid systems, especially on some of the more complex grids, and by that we mean when you go to your account list or your order list oh, or geez, just your yeah. job list or um, actually your appointment list. <laughs> um, little little segue, is, as Joe says, um, we're renaming jobs to appointments just to alleviate some confusion kind of on the difference between an order and an appointment. Yep. What it is and when it's being done. Um, but when you go to these grids, there's a lot going on. There's the filters along the top, uh, along the columns. It looks like an Excel sheet. You kind of understand that. But there's links that you can click. There's things you can't click. You can add new columns. You can export it to an Excel file. You can literally make these into custom reports. There's a ton of power there. But when you first are just kind of going in there, you just want to see your account Overwhelmed. List. Exactly. Yeah. Too many buttons, too much information, too much data. It makes your brain go, eh. Yeah. And so we created two modes, an advanced mode and a not advanced mode. And you can enter into the advanced mode through a cogwheel in the upper right-hand corner, which brings everything back pretty much. And most importantly, this solves the other main issue with this. And then when you click under the advanced mode, you make the changes, you add your columns and so on. That's going to stay. That's static. Yeah. So um, it wasn't sticky before. So I don't think it was really getting utilized. But now you can define for each. So let's take an Let's back up for a second. We've taken um, views and combined them into one grid, which has a drop down of different views you can have. So an order is a good example. There used to be a bunch of places to get to different views of the order. Like here's my estimates and here's my invoices. Now you just go to your orders grid and you can, in your view, choose here's my estimates, here's my invoices, here's the ones that oh, because there's like 40 of them or something stupid. And it's much more readable now, too. Yeah, it's all broken up very nicely based off function and form, and um, that's really great. But each one of those views has a custom column loadout, which we at Service Monster spent some time defining to kind of give a generic good default of what you would need for that view. For instance, in balance due in a uh, view that says unpaid invoices. But you don't necessarily need that when you're looking at estimates because there is no balance due there. Right. And so there's a difference in the column loadout. And so we made that, we defaulted that, but you can change it. And when you change it, it will stick for you no matter where you log in. Um, you know, if you go home and then log in and it'll still be the same column loadout uh, for that one view. And so it wasn't sticky before. It didn't. It kind of was sticky. It would stick to the computer, not the user. Um, and it wasn't per view. It was for the whole grid. Now we're much more granular. It's much more dialed in. So yes, that experience should be much better, especially if you like, you know, filling out your own columns and kind of 
you know, moving them around and getting them dialed into the way you want them all to then log into a session later or at home and have it be different. Yeah. Like, man. And it, it really defeats the purpose a lot of times of making those custom views. If you can't go back and, and receive it. That's right. So, um, Yes, we already mentioned the, the appointment change. Um, oh, my gosh. For the order screen improvements. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we're going to make that, though. Well, well, I know you guys are pushing hard. Ethan's confident, but at the very least, the bulk ad. I keep ad, pulling them off stuff, though. The bulk ad will be in no matter what, though. Yeah, the bulk ad. Yeah. So that got – so first of all, I was so wrong about this. Because I at first, when we rebuilt Service Monster, I was like, screw the bulk ad. Make me. Because I didn't want Aaron to build it. I thought it was in five. It was just, eh. you know, I just, David, no, not David, Jamie, of all people, Jamie. He was like, we're going to want that back in. I'm like, eh. He's like, no, we're going to want that back in. I'm like, all right, you're calling it, huh? And he was right. And so we put it back in. People use it. And then uh, Ethan, who will go snipe things from time to time when he stumbles across a tracker and be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> was kind of felt that way about the quick ad and built a badass quick ad like you won't even need to mess with line items it's a better line item editor is what it is mm -hmm. super fast so if you guys aren't following along basically on the order you have two options you either search for each line item individually or even right now you can go into the bulk ad and add the different items kind of like we always talk about in onboarding like you're in the candy shop you're grabbing all the candy you need boom and this is just expanding that and making it much more obvious, especially to a new user, on utilizing that. You can still search for items if you need to. If you've got a whole big list of things, just want to search for that. But you're going to probably want to use this new tool because it makes it so much simpler. It feels like the new checkout, self-checkout. Yep. Um, that's kind of how it goes. And it's got the line items right in there that you can edit. Right it's, in the screen. It's easy to filter through them. Like, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, you guys are going to love that. It's kind of buried, which is like, hmm, how do we make that better? Like in front, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. it, yeah. Anyway, so I can't wait to get your feedback on that one. Absolutely. So that, those are the primary features. Those there, are the highlights. There are yeah. little things all over the place Tons. that are being improved that we could spend probably hours yep. talking about here. And we didn't even get to the margins and cogs dashboard. Exactly. <laughs> So, I mean, we could probably talk just for two hours just on the dashboards alone, yeah. to be perfectly honest. So we'll be going in-depth on the webinar. Um, webinar, what's the day of the webinar? 26th? The 26th of March. It's a, it's a Thursday. Yes, the Thursday, 26th of March at 5 o'clock p.m. Again, we'll have a link in the show notes, uh, and then you guys can bounce over there and get signed up. Um, I don't know what we're going to cap it to this time. Probably 200. Uh, but we talked. Need to talk to Big Mark or two and let them know that we're bringing some people. Yeah. So yeah, no, go sign up, and uh, that way you'll get in the know if there's any changes and what cool new updates we have. Absolutely. And also, obviously, be on the lookout for the release because we'll be showing you. Yeah, for new users, you, you'll you'll get it before the webinar. That's all. That's what all we're saying. We have a target date. We may <laughs> right. not make the target date, but you know, we want to make sure that it the you know it's not the day of the webinar. That's just bad. Right. So uh, we'll make sure everything's smooth, you know, sometime Absolutely. before then. Uh, oh, uh, one more thing before we get off the 6.5. One thing that we did talk about, we are going to create a 6.5 video. So even if you don't want to go to the webinar and listen to us yak um, or sell because we want to bring prospects in there too, bring some buddies, bring some friends. Um, we're going to give you a video before it rolls out so you can kind of see it and kind of anticipate it. And that helps cover us, too, because then we were like, well, you changed the way I do my work. It's like, not really. And we let you know ahead of time. Uh, oh, I'm not as mad anymore. So, so but it's going to show you guys, you know, base, the basics of 6.5 and the differences. It, it shouldn't be a big deal. But we want to make sure that nobody's completely freaked out just because we changed the button color. Yep. Cool. Can't wait. So with that, I guess move on to the service sponsor update. Yeah. Yeah, so there are two small releases that will be going out. Um, obviously, there's a mobile one, and we'll talk more about that here in just a second. Uh, there's a mobile release going out, had a couple of bug fixes, and a couple of really small features that have been kind of sitting there for a while, um, had some, some push from a few users to kind of elevate them a little bit. 
Um, but now you can unschedule a job. Um, you're not gonna be able to see it. There's no on deck for it built, but you can at the very least get it off of your schedule if it needs to be. It'll be in the on deck on the desktop, but um, you could do that. You will also have a weekly, uh, the weekly schedule when you are adding a job from either the account or the order screen. Oh, nice. So rather than just having the daily view, you can also have the weekly. Nice. So that could add it in there. Job reminders will now properly activate if the, the job is made inside the mobile app. It'll activate those reminders. Uh, that's been kind of separated to the desktop only up until now. So there's that. Longer tax rates will be easier to read. This was an interesting one that I had at, at convention. A lot of them, uh, they're more focused on the city name rather than the actual tax percentage. And so if some of them had really long names, the percentage would be at the end of the list, not at the start. And so right. like, you wouldn't see it visually. So we just kind of swapped it hmm. much cleaner now. And there's just some other bugs and some fixes in there. So nice. that, that'll be out by the time this release is out. Um, did the site bug that they reported with Brenda, is that one getting addressed as well? They, he's, Brian's been working on a couple of bugs this morning. He's trying to get added to them. Okay. So, good. Um, because. Yes, they, we're losing Brian. Yes. And that's, that's the next little bit. That's right. And, uh, you know, Brian was amazing for us for two years and helped us bring on the new age of mobile. Um, and, uh, he learned a lot from us too. Kind of one of those, Hey, I have a passion for something. And, uh, now he's off working for another company building react native apps for them. So, uh, super sad to see him go, but at the same time, you know, this is the evolution. You know, we make, uh, amazing all-stars and sometimes they stay with the family and sometimes they go be awesome somewhere else. Um, the good news though, is that obviously Ethan, my son is, uh, made sure that he understands the mobile environment. He's got a handful of features and, um, fixes in the product, the current product. So this transition should be smooth as a temporary fix because he is in school. So we only have him part-time and we're looking for a new mobile dev. Uh, and so just as an FYI there, when you see, oh, I made changes or whatever, that's kind of what I'm referring to. And as I'm saying this out loud, we probably just want to make sure everyone in the company knows so they don't learn about it through the podcast. And <laughs> <laughs> just thought it was common knowledge at, at some point. So then, and then, you know, I want to make sure that no one feels like we're, you know, not taking them into an account. Right. Right. So yeah, sad to see Brian go excited for his future and also uh, risk covered by uh, the work that Ethan has been doing over the last six, eight months. Yep. The, other thing is once the mobile release has gone through QA, there is just a bug fix um, and a couple of really small features that have been committed already. Yeah. That's just going to be out later this week. Good. Um, the focus is obviously on 6.5 coming out. Right. But um, everything, all the work's been done. Just need to make sure it passes QA and that'll be out. So by the time this podcast comes out, that'll be out. Awesome. Um. We already mentioned the 6.5 release podcast, but once again, Thursday, March 26th, 5 p.m. Pacific, we'll have that. We'll have links, everything there. Yep. Go get registered. Yeah. And we were going to mention one other thing, but it's going to probably be past that date. Um, just in case you want to mention the 21 Titans. Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll probably still be going on, but my portion, which is to be released this Friday, which is the 28th. The 28th, yeah. Yeah. So Friday the 28th, which is probably already passed, um, uh, was my portion. Um, and then they have, I think I was the halfway point. And then they have uh, 11 more. So, or 10 more. So uh, we'll put a link in the show notes for that one too, if you still want to get registered. There's some weird timing thing, like after they release it, it only sits around for three days or it's, you know, it's marketing whatever we don't pull any of that content crap we're just like here you go we love you listen to us so um but you know i i like what they're doing i like the the names that they've selected i think they have some amazing content uh, definitely well worth diving into that so blue collar podcast uh 21 titans of the service industry and there'll be a link yeah so with that, I think uh, we'll do the Andre Joe bit before Smug, I think. Yeah, it was inspired by this too. The, yeah. the, right. So it was interesting because I've 
I do a lot of podcasts and I try to stay away from talking about Service Monster too much and just, you know, try to bring value to whatever audience I'm there for with ever whatever data or experience that, you know, I've managed to accumulate. And in this case, they already had prepared digging through like three years of my posts on Facebook, like three or four posts on from, you know, that hashtag Entree Joe, which that came, that was a joke. Uh, I, I started making these because everybody because we started following Gary V. We started doing video content. I was like, ah, I need to do something. So, like, there's a handful of tricks I can use to capture attention. But I think these long form Facebook philosophical posts, like, I'm a philosophical guy, so these are easy for me to craft craft because I talked them about them to myself all the time. Like, that was dumb. Shouldn't do that again. Note to self. Da 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 da. I did that for about three or four months, and I just kept getting people like, you should write a book. You should write a book. You should write a book. I'm like flattered, humbled, probably not going to write a book. But here's a hashtag. So they're all accumulated one thing. So you can just tap this and you can read them. And ever since I started doing that, I have not gotten one person to suggest I write a book. <laughs> Isn't that weird? It's like, because you should archive these. You should write. It's like, look, it's a hashtag. Click on You got everything. I don't need a book. Facebook, Facebook has archived it for you. That's right. Yeah. It's already a book. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so that's where Entree Joe came from. Entrepreneur. Entre- I was listening to Dave Ramsey and he had like Entree Leadership. I was like, all right, I'm stealing that. So it was just super easy because we were leaning on the Joe brand heavy at the time. Um, what were we talking about? So <laughs> we probably should have talked about this before the podcast. Do you want me to just read the whole quote? Yes, so. yes. What is the entree joke? Yeah, so that was the setup. Yeah. So so now we're like, huh, that was kind of cool that they did that. Maybe we should start doing that a little bit because we don't talk about it at all. Um, and so you and Michael have been tasked to pull one a week that we can just chat about. So if you guys like it, let us know. If not, it would be like, this is that entree joke crap. Like, get rid of that. <laughs> like, more than happy. So, well, and this is the only time we're going to do this because there's one that was a little bit older and I want to get a more recent one. Okay. So we're going to do two. Oh, just okay. for the first time around. Okay. Every, every, every time in the future, there's going to be one. So the tale of two service businesses, both are established, both gaining 22 new clients a month. Both are averaging $250 per invoice. Company A has a 25% repeat rate. Company B has a 60% repeat rate. In five years, Company A is making 131 grand annually. Company B is grossing over 800 grand. Why isn't client retention your top priority? Entre Joe. Now, in the actual post, you actually showed. I had a picture of a spreadsheet. Yeah. And so if you listen to some of the numbers there and you started thinking about a math class where, you know, train is leaving Charlotte at, you know, at this time. Yeah. The, the, The point there is how important the repeat rate is. And this was the most commented. Entre Joe post you had in the last two months. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you said it all by reading what I said. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seriously, like, you know, it's the same business. You take the exact same business, right? One in one multiverse, one in the other multiverse. And the only difference between the two is one dude's paying attention to his client retention strategy. He's sending out direct mailers. He's doing emails. He's occasionally calling up his reminders. He's getting contracts in place. He's working on reminders and he's dumping that all into CRM so he can stay in contact with these people over time. He has a 65% repeat rate. In year six, he'll have a million dollar business. In multiverse... The dude has the exact same business, and the only thing is he's not doing any client retention. His client retention is it comes they come back on their own, which is 25%, and he never gets off the truck. At year five, he's still like, what the hell? Why can't I grow my business? I'm only making 200 grand. That's why. Because you are not taking advanced – you're not taking benefit of the compounding effect that client retention can have on your business because you're just going to be servicing enough clients to keep yourself afloat while you, the rest of them just fly out the other side. But if you put a stopgap in, so you start collecting instead of being transactional, and then what you end up with is a lot more clients over time, uh, and that will propel your business. Boom, boom, bam. It's like not, yeah, it's not rocket science, which is why I don't understand 90% of the freaking time I ask somebody who's like, Joe, help me out in my DM. I'm like, I already know, like, dude, what's your client retention strategy? 
Okay, unless your answer is I'm commercial or I'm maid services, then you have no excuse. If you come back to me and say, yeah, I don't have one, then my advice to you is like, go do that, then come back and talk to me about whatever the hell you want to talk to me about. (laughs) (laughs) Not really, but that's what I feel like, right? Oh, it's definitely something we push heavily here. We've talked about this on numerous podcasts. And, of course, Service Monster is built with that in mind from day one. So it has the best client retention tools on the planet. It's got automated drip. It's got email. It's got text. It's got call it's got we do direct mail for you automatically it's got direct mail on your own printing letters and labels export campaigns for third-party vendor i mean on and on and dashboards and reports to back it all up so you can keep your money focused in your marketing and on your client retention efforts because just a little bit of cash spent on your clients goes a long ass way yeah if that mic wasn't hooked up i feel like you could just kind of drop it there (laughs) but uh (laughs) <laughs> you got just tapped it. Um, Mic tap, baby. Very good. Yeah, <laughs> so invented a new thing. <laughs> so that post was a little bit more just direct in the message. This other one was just kind of a little more. It was a little more philosophical kind of element to it. And this one you actually posted today. So oh, okay. Spicy and hot. Yeah. Um, why Sometimes do we sh- I don't remember these at all. <laughs> Why do we share things that make us angry? Promote positivity. Be the voice of enlightenment, of insight, of hope. Don't wait for change. Be the change. Be a unique voice among the crowd and capture the attention of your clients and prospects. Then every once in a great while, ask them for something. Boom. Entree Joe. Yeah. So I, what I like about this one, too, is that, like, yes, it's a message, but it also is to set you up to make some leads and money. Exactly. It's interesting because in this social environment like just general positivity is strikingly absent there's the fake kind like the motivational speakers kind and then there's the you know the motivation like look at me i'm instagram i'm the most beautiful person in my neighborhood um but like just truly inspiring just truly positive sharing that kind of content will set you apart. It's really that easy. It's like having good customer service for SaaS. <laughs> like we have the best customer service model. Like most service companies after they experience our customer service will come back and say, Joe, I thought I had good customer service. Like you guys are on a whole other level. Granted, and we try. But the bar was pretty low. Like all we need to do is have phones. <laughs> <laughs> and we eliminate half of our competition who don't have phone support. It's the little chat bubble or it's, you know, just the email. Um, so, again, really low bar, but we're exceedingly good at what we do. It's the same way in social media. Like if you if you are consistent with a positive, uplifting message or sharing positive, uplifting content, I hear people be like, what the? Yeah, this is different. This feels, this tastes different. This feels good. I like it. Give me some more of that. And then every once in a while, you're like, ha ha. It's like, nobody's, nobody doesn't know, right? Nobody doesn't know that I'm the CEO of Service Monster who's following. I mean, sure, I might have some people who have picked up or like, oh, oh, he's selling me Service Monster every 100th post, right? And then when I get excited, sometimes it may feel like more because sometimes I get excited about our content creation. So like when service, when Mark does a great ad, that's like all cartoony and super perspective-y and blocky. And I'm like, Ooh, I like that. I'll share that because I like the art artsmanship of it. Right. Not just to be like, buy my book. (laughs) Right. But at the same time, the amount of posts I do that are talking about service monster compared to the ones that are not, it's a, it's a lot different. So it's just super easy to stay positive. Like don't share bullshit politics and fake stories and fake news and, you know, um, you know, human misery. Like, nah, man. Well, the thing that I find interesting about positivity and really just social media in general, there's, there's kind of two points here that I would make. One, it's like you said, be transparent, be honest. If you're one of those kind of fake salesmen, because everyone has a bad day, you know, like we are not 100% firing on and listening to this person and whatever. But yeah, so that might happen from time to time. But if that's your entire goal from the start is to put on a fake persona and essentially try to sell someone, that only lasts for so long until it catches up. 
You know, this isn't the Wild Wild West where you could just go from town to town and continuously, you know. Oh, and even once a week in front of a camera, you can put on a persona, right? Yeah. But try it every day for how long are we doing this? Doing this just four years now. Every day for four years. Try to try to be unauthentic in that <laughs> that whole time. The, the only way to win is to be authentic. Exactly. Otherwise, it's easy to to put on a face and then have that face slip, and then they get a peek behind the curtain, and now there's a curtain. They're all pissed off, and it's all like sketchy. And your entire brand basically falls apart. That's there. right. The other side of this, which is part of the reason why I really like this post, is because I like to consider myself a positive person. I probably am not always, but maybe whatever. Um, <laughs> but I like to consider myself that. And social media is a complete opposite of that as it's it a, can be it's a cesspool in a lot of areas yeah and i find that when you come across these posts on instagram on facebook or whatever it's exactly like you said it's like this beacon of light that just kind of like spreads outward and if you're continuously posting in those areas and being that you know beacon of light it kind of just it filters down through your own life. Like you become a more positive person. hundred percent. And that is going to lead, you know, to other great things happening for you. So you not- are what you think. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's really true too. Like, you know, get in a fight with your spouse is a perfect example. So let's say that you're at a spot where it's okay to leave and you leave like driving around. You, you kind of have two choices. You can start reminiscing about the fight and kind of just focus on all the shit that makes you mad and like this and they did this and it was this and a long time ago this and their attitude and they never see my point of view like and then you could just spin yourself into a frenzy that way or you can completely think about something else or you can force yourself into a state of positivity and in a very short period of time you'll feel much better and you won't be so angry otherwise you'll spin yourself and you get to the other side and you're like, and another thing you get on the phone and fire it all back up again man exactly 6 months ago you did this thing That's and right. I, yeah. yeah not going to happen so uh yeah just being positive in general the more you surround yourself with positivity you know um drive focus uh logic and reason then the more those things will enter your life. And likewise, the inverse is true. Yeah, and I think it's important for everyone, but I think especially it's important for an entrepreneur. Now, I don't have the experience necessarily, so you, you can you know correct me if I'm wrong, any of you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but entrepreneurs is going to have that be a much larger portion of their life, so it's going to bleed over yeah. you know, more than just, oh, I've got a 40-hour-a-week job, and I'm just like, I'm, okay, when I'm there, this is gone. It's a distraction. Yeah. And an entrepreneur, it's 24-7. Yeah, it's never it's never off. So, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and especially then if you're documenting, not creating, you know, as far as content and microphones and you know videos and all that kind of stuff, then, yeah, you just got to be real. Yeah. If you put yourself out there, you, you have to put your authentic self out there. Otherwise, and, you know eventually it's all going to be weird anyways. Or what will happen is you'll just be inconsistent. You like give it a good old college try for like three months. And then and whatever happened to Joe, I don't know. He was doing something like every day for a long time and then he just disappeared. And then, Oh, there he goes again. He must have a book to sell. <laughs> oh yeah. You're right. There's a couple people on my feed that are like that. I'm like, Oh, I haven't heard from him in like four. Oh, there's an <laughs> event, a trade show he's speaking at. I get it. Yeah. Like, so for two weeks, it's like, I dropped some posts and then disappears again, yeah. which is fine. Like, you know, if that's how you're using it, um, as a sales platform, as a marketing platform, and you're not inauthentic and you're not, you know, slimy about it, that's fine. That's fine. Just not how we roll. Yeah. We we want we want to share the journey that we're going through in part to make sure that those that are also going through it don't have to suffer through everything or that they get a perspective or like, oh, I remember Joe said something about this. Yeah, I'm 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 heading into dangerous territory here. Let me get some troops. Let me get some friends. Let me get some advisors. Like whatever. Like it's just, just that message resonates to the point where it cautious some people sometimes or makes them think or makes them go. I got to get my head out of my ass. Like I win. Yep. But that's all it's about. So that's why I do it. Perfect. Yep. So that's kind of the entre Joe bit. I would really appreciate any of you guys who listen. Let us know if you like. You know, or don't like, or don't like. Yeah, exactly. I know Marty's like, keep that shit out of smug. Like, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So we'll I don't do- know why Marty has a high voice like that. <laughs> Marty have a high voice now. Marty McFly. Jeez, Doc. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, Doc. <laughs> so just a couple of quick uh, smug posts here, and then we'll, we'll call it a day. Okay. Um, so first off, there was a post from Jared that was a little bit uh, disheartening. He was having issues finding a reliable answering service. Mm. Um, so just kind of. Oh, I to- know. He posted this on multiple other places too. Yep. So, and I wanted to say, like, sorry, Jared. Still love you. Sorry about sm- I'm Sorry about just super agents. Yeah. Because he was he really super agents changed his business. Really? Yeah, him and James McNeil. Like those are the two biggest impacted when we shut down Super Agents. But we had already grown James McNeil to like a three truck operation, so I'm sure he's doing just fine. <laughs> um, Jared, it was his purchasing his sanity. That's what he called it, um, and he's tried a handful of other phone providers, and he's found them wanting um, for one reason or another. Which, you know, I feel you. You got to kind of give up some stuff, though, when you give up some stuff. Right. So that's kind of the lesson there. Did they – they had a couple um, – Yes, they did. So there was the uh, uh, paperclip. Yep. Uh, and Lupe then, and her group that came out of Full Circle some friggin' eight years ago or something. And the other one I wanted to mention that um, we have uh, Pink Collars as well. They're actually in the marketplace. Yes, Pink so. Collars. We just joined more heavily in a marketing relationship. And I noticed that, you know, they uh, like our content. They follow our stuff a lot. Yep. Uh, and they've, they've shown us some love. So, and yeah. They definitely want to make sure that whatever – if you're using Service Monster as a CRM or whoever else they – work with they really do focus on that like they went through our onboarding process like they they understand the software and so that's great um the next post was a follow-up which uh alan you can bring alan back into the picture really really quickly yeah (laughs) it is alan um first off he apparently listens and loves the the uh, shout outs good but um i thought it was interesting talking about quickbooks desktop yeah so i kind of wanted to mention that because we're one of the few that still connects to QuickBooks. Desktop. Still, they never did. Or they never did. Because yeah. they're too new. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of our competitors don't mess around with QuickBooks Desktop. Um, we sync with both QuickBooks Online and QuickBooks Desktop. We can also import both from QuickBooks Desktop and QuickBooks Online. Um, yeah, Alan, to Alan's point, I agree. I think QuickBooks Desktop is the overall better product. Uh, easiest to use for small business owners, better accounts receivable product altogether. Um, it doesn't need the connectivity that your CRM does. So it being online is like nice, but unless they have feature parity with their desktop and their feature sets, it's, you know, it's a hard pill to swallow. And I was coaching this four years ago that on- online just wasn't there yet. And I'm sad to say it's still not there yet. When you just look at the comparison between desktop and online i've wanted to switch we use quickbooks desktop i've wanted to switch no way yeah accounting's like no way we lose half of our stuff yeah so um so i think it's 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 rough if you're don't know what you're missing fine not a big deal right if your business is running and it's not that critical um i just think it's a better product it is now there are some pitfalls to that online's easier to work with through the integration side of things right but yeah, so I just thought that was an interesting kind of little tidbit there. And if any of you are smug users, you should probably take a look at this post and offer some feedback because there's a really good discussion going on through that. Yeah, and we brought it up last week too. He mentioned uh, while he's on vacation, like a whole bunch of things in Service Monster that he would like, wish lists or that kind of stuff. And then he started separate conversations on them. And now he's just asking for the troops to be rounded up and keep that stuff going. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. The other one was from Scott just asking or, yeah, he was talking about the drip campaigns because he is a five user, mm-hmm. um, the older version of Service Monster user, and he was looking to have the multiple emails and all this stuff. And so I was finding it interesting when someone finally kind of clicks, crosses over that like, yeah. so, hey, there's this, you know, I know I've been missing out. Like, what's it like? And I figured since we talked about the new campaign wizard, while well, it doesn't have drips right out of the gate. Right. I figured now it's probably a good I time got to two talk. weeks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you could get it, that's to be amazing. But we don't want to. We don't want to play that dangerous game. Um, but I think mean, like now is a good time to kind of get used to that because we're going to make it easier for you to learn how to use the campaigns, and you can really get that automated process going, make your life easier, have that efficiency going. 
and so on. So anyone out there who's a five user who is curious about it, take a look. The drip campaigns, if you're not sending something out like that, it's going to change your life. Yep. It just automates the whole process. It's basically like just creating a market campaign and putting it on the schedule and allowing you all kinds of flexibility with continued filters and targeting and so you're not repeating stuff to the same people and yep. so forth. But yep. You don't have to do it for everything, but Oh no, no. But for follow up sequences, for post job or pre job sequences, for reminders and follow ups that you can standardize hot because you can just basically automate your business and you have a whole marketing department working for you. Absolutely. That's all I got, Joe. Cool, man. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks for all of your attention. And again, see us on all of your uh, podcasting platforms. You can see us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, Like, subscribe, share. Peace. Take care.